Hello everyone and welcome to the Bavarian Podcast Post Game Show. It's just me, Ryan, or Kyler as he's on the site, joining you today to discuss the 2-1 narrow win that Bayern Munich got away to FC Kerbenhaven. Let's look at the lineups first. Uh, FC Kerbenhaven lined up in a 43. They had a couple of names that might pop out to people. Kamal Grabara is a pretty good uh, goalkeeper. I started on that. He's pretty much the future of Poland's goalkeeping position at 24. He has quite a few years. He's pretty exciting. They've got experienced defenders. Berger Melling in particular, left back. He's been around. Ankerson is good. Dennis Vavro is good. Kevin Dykes is good. These are all players with tenure under their belts. Even in midfield, they had Diogo Gonçalves, who's been around the block. And in attack, they had Mohamed El Yunusi, who the Premier League should be familiar with as he spent a few years at Southampton. Bayern Munich lined up in their traditional 4-2-3-1. Sven Ulreich in goal for what could be the last time this champion seems like Manuel Neuer is ready for a comeback anytime soon. The back four was Nusair Mazrawi, Dayupo Mekano, Minje Kim and Alfonso Davies. The double pivot was of Konrad Leimer and Joshua Kimmich. And the front four is as it has been for the last few games. Leroy Zane, Javan Musiala, Kili Coman and Harry Kane. This game was more of the same for me. It, it really did not. It just a lot of... I've had my complaints about Thomas Tune in the past, been pretty public, but this, this, this was poor. This was utter garbage. It wasn't as egregiously bad as the Leipzig games defensively. It wasn't, yeah, it really wasn't as bad as the Leipzig game defensively, but offensively, it was even worse. And it was exacerbated by the fact that Copenhagen were not defending structurally. They were defending by just having pure numbers in front of the ball. And Bayern couldn't break them down. And that is pathetic. That is horrific. It shows a complete lack of coaching direction. It shows a complete lack of tactical now. So a complete lack of reading what the game is actually going to be like. When there's a bank of 4-5-1 in front of you, you don't press that with multiple lines of players. You try and create runs between the lines, but no one ever did. They just stuck to the centre-backs and they looked to get the ball with their back to goal, which is just not going to happen when you're up against a five-bank in midfield. Those passes don't come through. You go for gold or you don't go at all. Don't sit on the last digression, but it's a good way to start the tactical debate that will occur from this match, which is, well, first of all, do we even run the 4-2-3-1 anymore? Because Tuchel came up with a system that worked pretty well. It was the two-striker system that he used with Chupo Moting and Harry Kane. Just do that. Like, it worked. Why are you not using it anymore? You have Thomas Muller who can do that role just as well, if not better. Do it. Like, what's stopping you? And what's stopping you from dropping Conrad Leimer? Jesus Christ, for the third game in a row, Conrad Leimer has been far below average. And has he got dropped for it? Nope. He's still playing. I can argue that Goretzka is not in favor either, but Goretzka came on and he was far better than Leimer was. And furthermore, Rafael Guerrero spent the game on the bench after being the only player out of the three of them to have a good last impression. Just play Rafael Guerrero. If you don't, if you can't complain about the fact that Guerrero is less defensively solid because Leimer didn't do any defending. He just went and pressed alongside Musiala. It was a 4-1-4-1. Leimer and Musiala were at the same line for most of the game. It was very annoying watching this unfold. It was the most paradoxical situation and we're saying we're seeing the same thing on the left wing where Kingsley Coman does nothing all game 
continues to get 60 minutes. Mati Sel comes on, scores a goal, and just has to be happy with the fact that he's getting 30 minutes every week instead of 90. When will it end? When? You can't just keep getting away with this. Now, tactically, Tuchel also reiterated on the 4-3-1 once again, where instead of having Leroy Zane as the wild card in the middle box system, which he is reverted to, instead of having Leroy Zane as the wild card, he had Kingsley Coman as the wild card. A weird mirror shift. I don't know why he did it. It's the most pointless change of all time. In fact, it's a really bad change because Kingsley Coman can't do what Leroy Zane can do. Leroy Zane is built for that wildcard role because he sprints and he sprints back and he can turn way faster than Coman and he can actually shoot a ball unlike Coman and he has way better tight space dribbling than Coman. You can't just change players around and expect it all to work. Now, the reason I think he did this is because Copenhagen tend to take all their players and overload one side. And I think he expected that side to be the right because Afonso Davies is way too quick in the recovery. I would think this is the reason that he did it. And FC Copenhagen did, in fact, target the right side. Most of the players, most of the midfielders were on the right side for the majority of the game, which is why I think the pitch kind of just tilted towards the right bit more, or towards Bayern's right side more, uh, FC Copenhagen's left side. That, and that's why Coman got to be the wild card. But it just, that doesn't matter that's not what the wildcard system is about. You just shift the attacking midfielder to the right side, bring Coman back. You have Kimmich play diagonal balls over the midfield. That's what they're there for. That's what the wildcard is there for. It's to drag them out of position so that Coman, Musiala and Kane are free. He just, he doesn't seem to understand his own tactics. And it's the most frustrating, the most mind-bendingly obvious non-obvious cues he should be taking from the pitch and he just doesn't and it it physically hurts me i had an actual headache watching this match i've never had a physical reaction to bad football but that was that was horrific to watch i i I was i was on the verge of tears watching it because this is this is my team this is the team that i've spent eight years cultivating eight years yeah eight nine years now watching week in week out cultivating love for and it's falling apart it is horrible it is the worst version of Bayern that I've ever seen. Of course, I wasn't there during the Klinsmann era, as Marcus asked yesterday. I was, I think, three years old when Klinsmann took over and not much older than four when he left. So, I mean, that wasn't in my lifetime or in my football lifetime. But Jesus Christ. I said before the game that we were going to lose. When we conceded, I was like, yeah, here we go. Six years. Six years of an unbeaten streak and we nearly lost it because of Thomas Tuchel. Thankfully, we won it. Not because of Thomas Tuchel, it was because Tamati Stel is a special player, it's because Thomas Muller is one of the greatest players to ever touch the game, and it's because Jamal Musiala is Jamal. I will say Musiala has been pretty off the paces the last few games, and in general under two, but he still comes up with these moments of brilliance sometimes, even in games where he's struggling, and he did today. He didn't have the best game today, but that goal was special. I mean, it it really was. It's the kind of goal that world beaters score. To just look up, see eight players in front of you, go, all right, I'll beat two of you, and then take a shot from the edge of the box, and it just plants itself in the bottom corner. Like, that is good shit. The goal itself was, uh, the second goal was really good too. The flick on from Harry Kane is perfect. That's exactly the kind of striker we needed. That's the kind of play that we need. That's the kind of play that Zane jumps onto really quick. I'm sad that he came off. But we still got the goal from that play, so I'm not complaining. Thomas Muller was really smart. I thought he, I genuinely thought he was going to shoot there. He sold me for a second. Uh, the pass to Matisel was inch perfect. If it was anything less than that or anything more than that, the defender would have gotten to it or it would have been too much for Matisel. But it was 
inch perfect. He hit the exact blade of grass he was aiming for. And Matis fell with a powerful finish into the top right. It was so good. Thomas Muller is a top player still, and we really need to respect him more. And Thomas Tuchel needs to respect him more, and he needs to start him in the next game. For the love of God, please start Thomas Muller in the next game. Tuchel, I beg of you. But where does this leave us? Because, I mean, the tactics are directionless. They, they really are. I I don't want to say anymore. I, I genuinely, like, what, what do we do? There is no saving the team at this point because Tuchel's not getting sacked anytime soon. The board have invested too much in him. The board have invested too much into this project for them to pull out this early. But to not pull out would mean only to sink more money. And do we want to do that? Or do we want to go for... I mean, Hansi Flick is right around the corner, guys. Like, And this is a team that with two or three more signings would be deep enough to run a Hansi Flick you know, gegenpress. Like, we could do that. We could 100 now we have SC Freiburg next week, and that should be an interesting one because Freiburg have been pretty up and down with their form this season. They're I think eighth in the Bundesliga. That should be a good match. They tend to play with three four two one. So I'm interested to see how Tuchel doesn't adapt at all and does something really stupid again, like making Leroy Zane the left winger for half the game, like he did here, which was the stupidest thing. Because the one time Kane comes up against tall centre-backs that challenge him aerially is the one time that you put the left foot on the left and the right foot on the right, on the wings. Yeah, is that what you're going to do? You're going to focus on crossing the one time Kane is aerially challenged? Jesus Christ. I, yeah, I'm out of words for Tuchel's level of ingenuity. It is, it is beyond, it is beyond understanding. I'm, I'm actually so angry. I've, I've never felt this much anger towards a footballing coach like i'm sure he's a great person i'm i'm sure he's a great person i'm sure he's got a great personality but it's just a bad football coach like what happened you were the face of the most inspiring dortmund team of the last seven years seven eight years you were the face of the psg team that so nearly won the champions league and then you went to chelsea and then you won the champions league in half a season or something how do you go from the best defensive coach in Europe to having three world-class centre-backs and not knowing how to coach them and having the best technical right-back in the world and just refusing to play him behind some guy who, I mean, can't even string a 20-yard pass together without getting intercepted and he can't tackle. He loses 1v1s constantly. Conrad Leimer cannot take 1v1s defensively or offensively. He just presses, goes out of position, concedes space in behind. If the wing is fast, he can beat Limer to the turn because Limer has to turn all the way 180 degrees to start turning the other way. And by that time, the ball's already passed him. There's a cross in the middle. Kim and Upamecano weren't paying attention because they were more focused on staying in line with each other and not babysitting the right back. And suddenly it's 1-0. Oh wait, that is exactly how they scored. That is. That is exactly how they scored. Ball came in from the right side. They didn't know what to do. Ball rebounded here and there. A weird bouncy shot that Ulreich couldn't really predict. I don't blame Ulreich for that. In fact, Ulreich made a fantastic save really late in the game to save the to save the points for us. I have to give him credit for that. That was that was a really, 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 really good save from Ulreich. Thankfully, his last Champions League appearance, fingers crossed his last Champions League appearance, is a pretty good one. Not a clean sheet. But it was a good performance from him. I will commend him for that. But everyone else, man. What are you doing? 
can't even blame them fully. They had completely unclear instructions. But Gretzka was decent. Gretzka actually, I don't know if I'm only saying that because I've gotten used to Conrad Leimer for the first 77 minutes. And then Gretzka came in and I was like, wow, he can kick a ball. But no, Gretzka was pretty good. But what I don't understand with the system and the in-the-box movement is why is it always the attacking midfielders who are in the direct positions? Why is Kane not there? That's what Kane is for. Kane is here to take those chances. Why is Goretzka at the end of them? Why is Limer at the end of them? Why is Musiala at the end of them? I did not see one cross that went to Kane. All of them went to Musiala or Limer or Goretzka or Zane or Coman. They were going to the other end of the pitch and not to Kane who stood who should be stood in the middle, but he's not. He's far too deep, or he's in the half space approaching the crosser. I get that Kane demands the ball, and that he needs the ball with his back to goal, but that doesn't mean that he only does that. As a number nine, you have to be in the box too. But this is also down to Tuchel. Tuchel does not know how to coach a number nine. He does not know how to coach attacking movement into players. He relies purely on the fact that they have their own talents. And we can see that here, where he doesn't really know what to do with the system. He just keeps fiddling around with it until he finds what works. And when he finds what works, he fiddles with it even more for some stupid reason. Like this is like the Nagelsmann in him coming out or something. He just over tinkers with everything. And we see it now too, where the entire attack is just reliant on individual skill. The only reason we got a goal in the first half is because Jamal Musiala is a special, 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 special player who can beat two men with ease and take a shot between four other defenders from the edge of the box. What a goal, by the way. I know I talked about it already, but what a goal. We need to watch that goal again. I'm going to go watch that goal again later. And the only reason we got the second goal is because Thomas Muller is a really, 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 really good player who has really good match experience and IQ and knows how to pick a pass. They were not created due to tactical awareness. That long ball from Sven Ulreich on the goal to Harry Kane was really good though. Even the build-up patterns, there is no... There is no build-up at all in this team. Thomas Tuchel does not know how to build up without a single pivot. But he has a single pivot. He's playing Kimmich as a number six. We can see it in the way the team is structured. It's structured almost like a 4-1-4-1 with Kimmich as the lone pivot. If you want a lone pivot Kimmich, play him as actual number six. It's not like he was coming out of shape to press. You're playing him as a number six. May as well designate him number six and call it the end of the day. But you're not. You're forcing him into weird half-space positions just to prove a point. Like, why? Let him do his thing. And he's shielding pretty well, too. Kimmich was very good in this game defensively. Offensively, um, hmm, the less said, the better. But he was very good defensively. Let him be. Like, what's happening, though, with the build-up? We just cannot progress to the middle. And it's happening because Kimmich's midfield partner is never there. Whether it's Leon Goretzka or Rafael Guerrero or Conrad Leimer, for some reason... Tuchel is instructing that midfielder to go forward and not come back at all. We saw with Goretzka under Nagelsmann, but that was a Goretzka thing. It was not a Nagelsmann thing, because when Zabatze played, the roles completely changed. Even when Gravenberg played, the roles completely changed. But now it's happening with every player who's beside Kimmich, which means that it's Tuchel who's instructing the midfielders to structure themselves this way, and it is not working, because we have not progressed the ball through the We progressed the ball through the middle once this entire game. Once. And it happened when Mazdawi inverted, picked up the ball, beat one man, and then played it to Limer, who immediately took the ball back out wide. We are unable to progress through the middle. All we do is we U-shape at the back, and the wing-back plays it to the winger, the winger plays it to Limer, 
or Limer or Kimmich in Coman's case, but mostly it was down the right where the ball would come to Upa, who played a Kimmich, who played a Kim, who played a Upa, who played a Mazrawi, and the Mazrawi played diagonally to Limer, and then Limer would play to Zane. That was our only move. And then down the left, it was the same thing. Kim would play to Kimmich, Kimmich would play to Davies, Davies would run forward, beat one man, play to Coman, Coman would flick it back to Davies, and that's how he got past. We could only progress the ball through the wide areas. What if we come up against a team like Manchester City, who settle in a 3-2-4-1? What are we going to do? You want to go down the left side? Bernardo Silva's there. You get past Bernardo Silva, Manuel Akanji's there. How are you going to beat that? And Rodri's right there patrolling that entire space. You want to go down the left, you have Jack Grealish, one of the hardest working pressing wingers in world football. You get past that, you have Yoshko Gvardiol waiting for you. And Nathan Ake is covering Harry Kane through the middle. And again, Rodri's blocking the passing lane into the center. What are you going to do? You're going to pass it back. We're just going to keep you shaping. We're just going to keep you shaping. And we can't do that. We can't even afford to do that because we'll be in a back four against a front three plus an attacking midfielder duo, that is five players who can press us. Even if we play to the keeper, Haaland dogs the keeper, we're forced into a long ball, and we're not going to win the long ball because Harry Kane can't win a header against Ruben Thiersch. And obviously, Jamal Musiala can't win a header against Rodri. Like, that is not going to happen. We are so, so unprepared to face top teams, and it is so clear. It is so clear that Tuchel does not know how to counterplan against any teams. It is clear that Tuchel doesn't know how to construct tactics against teams. It is clear that Tuchel doesn't know how to strategize for games at all. It is pathetic. I don't know how a professional coach can go into games unprepared, but it is happening and it is dreadful. It is the worst thing that I have watched in years. I genu- I've never wanted to turn off a Bayern game, even when we're losing. Because it's a Bayern game. Like, it's Bayern Munich. It's my team. I'm gonna watch whether we're losing or winning or drawing or whatever. But this game, I wanted to stop watching. Even after the tell goal. When the tell goal happened, I had relief. I I celebrated for like a minute. And then I was back to, okay, I don't want to watch this anymore. Because it was so, so bad. It was so bad. I could not take it. (sighs) Well, that was a long rant. It, this this was this was a painful experience. For a win, it did not feel like one. We keep eking out wins through individual brilliance, and it cannot keep happening. And I hope that either the board or Tuchel see the light and actually start doing something about it, because at the moment it is not working. But I will hopefully try and enjoy the rest of my week as I have finals week finally wrapped up for my uni. I will probably go back uh, for term break. That'll be fun. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you guys very soon for the weekend warm-up. You can find us on Twitter at BavarianFPWorks. You can find our members on Twitter like Chuck Smith at The Barrel Blog, Tom Adams at TommyAdams71, No Name at BFWINNN. You can find me on Twitter at CYL3R. Make sure to check out the site for all our post-match articles and observations, match awards, of course, interview quotes for every interview that comes out. We'll probably be having a tactical analysis coming out too. We have a guy called Dasher on that. He did really good work. You should check it out. It's very insightful. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. I'm going to go cry into a pillow now. <laughs>